Stay on top of all meaningful top trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. 21 after 7, good morning. The new political party, Rise Mzanzi, launching its election manifesto over the weekend, promising it would use a combination of state income grants and food discount vouchers to end hunger, would end cadre deployment and would stop VIP blue light brigades if it came to power. As you know, many new political parties making all sorts of promises at the moment. The leader of Rise Mzanzi is Songhezo Zibi. Songhezo, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. Why are you, what are you promising voters? Why should people vote for you? Stephen, what we, we've done is we've tried to be faithful to what people told us over the past year and a bit that they want to see in a political party manifesto. We have themed all of these things uh, in such a way that it responds to, the, to the, those. And the central theme in our manifesto is the well-being of the individual, the family and the community. Because we believe that if we focused our efforts on making sure that people have got access to service delivery, they've got access to their political rights, they've got community infrastructure, and so on, the quality of life of South Africans will grow over time. Everything else should be built around that objective. Um, You say you'd be able to make major changes, but if you look at the scale of our problems, any major changes would probably take at least 10 years to implement. In fact, Stephen, I was very clear on Saturday in my speech that there is a reason why we are talking constantly about the generation that's 20 to 25 years. I made clear that there will be no shortcuts, there will be no miracles, this is going to take a long time. And because the damage that has been done to the country over the last 15 to 20 years has been enormous. So we're quite clear. In fact, 10 years, Stephen, is not enough. You're attacking the ANC, and I presume you're critical of some other parties. Um, from what I can see, you haven't said yet which parties you could work with in any coalitions after the elections. Would you work with any political party in a coalition, na- in national, or perhaps in one of the provinces? Stephen, we've decided to work, to work on a principle. Uh, firstly, we accept that there is more like, it's more likely than not that there will be a coalition government next year. At national government level, and in certain provinces such as KZN and Gauteng and so on. So therefore, from that perspective, we are happy to work with other political parties in the interest of the South African people, firstly. Secondly, we do not believe that it is correct to make choices about coalition partners dogmatically before an election, because in other countries it doesn't work like that. What happens is everybody goes out to maximize their votes, and then after an election, they are mature enough to say, these are my top three, four or five priorities. And if we agree to address the majority of mine and the majority of yours, the voters will be happy in the end. And let's work together on that basis. I don't have to like you ideologically. But if we do these things for the South African people, the majority of people will be in a better place. That is why we have constantly refused to be drawn into these arrangements before an election. South Africa is a big country. It ta- requires a huge amount of resources to campaign. Where are you concentrating? Stephen, we are focusing, uh, I mean, we are national, but we are focusing in the main on the major urban and peri-urban centers, the metros and related areas, your second-tier towns like Nelspreet or Bombela, Pulukwane, Tata, and, and so on, and thirdly, the major 
roads or transport corridors in South Africa because that is where South Africans live. We do not have the scale and the resources of the major political parties to be everywhere, nor do we have enough time before the election. So, if you put everything together, you look at where we are, you look at the opposition that you're going to face, I mean, what kind of percentage do you think you're going to get? I'm sorry to put, put it so sort of rudely, but it would seem to me, I'm afraid, that you'd be very lucky to get more than, say, 4%. Stephen, I mean, that, that's your view. What I can tell you is that the majority of South Africans do not vote for any of the existing political parties. We know that for certain. 28 million of them did not vote in 2019. What we have found is that we are making major inroads with people who are generally disgruntled. They have voted before. They have not voted in the, in the last election. Secondly, with young people. Anybody who had a people's manifesto launch would have seen that the average age of those people at that, at that center of the 4,000 people was under the age of 30. And we are, on, we are getting those people into our organization at a rate of over 23,000 a week. So we are very confident of being able to be in the top five political parties in South Africa this year. Within the top five. Sungezi, you'll have to excuse my cynicism, but, you know, I've seen so many parties from... Oh, the UDM to the Independent Democrats to cope. All of them have made big promises. None of them have made a sustainable difference. I'm on terms, Stephen. I can't speak for other political parties, and neither you or I can say for certain what is going to happen by, by April or May this year when the election takes place, and we shall have to see. Sungezo Zibi, thank you, leader of Rise Imzanzi. Well, my question still stands. What, would, uh, what message from a political party would make you vote for them? Zero.